Hello there, welcome to the Live and Help Us podcast. My name remains T. I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the previous season because I know it was an interesting one because even I got closer to the Holy Spirit in a sense. I believe that it increased my relationship with the Holy Ghost. I mean, the whole season talked about friendship. It talked about, you know, why we speak in tongues, the person of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And to be honest, I haven't even done that kind of dive into the person of the Holy Spirit before. And so it was just so interesting. And to everyone who listened, I know you really enjoyed it. And I'm excited to, you know, go on this new journey with you in this new season. And I believe this season is calling us more to a place of spiritual warfare to understand our position, basically. In this new season, we are basically talking about the armor of God and how relevant it is to our Christian life, how we are to basically guard ourselves stand basically Ephesians says six says having done all to stand it still says stand again so it's reinforcing the need for us to be prepared the need for us to to stay in our post the need for us to um basically know who we are fighting against and why we are fighting we're just going to be looking at the first part of the armor which is the belt of truth we're just going to be looking at what truth is to us and how it helps our christian life do not forget as usual to like comment share and subscribe so without further ado let's get into the episode cheers so ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 says stand there for having your loins girt about with truth with the belt of truth and that is what we're looking at but first off before we can say oh we're jumping into truth as a concept we need to define our parameter or define what truth really means because um come on we both know or we all know that you know there are different versions of what we call the truth now i mean there are people standing and saying hey your truth your truth is your truth um nobody else can take it away from you whereas there is the truth so we're just going to look at the definition of truth itself according to webster you know that's my favorite thing man that's my favorite dictionary you know we 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 wrap up we we know what's going on in it yeah that's just where it is so webster defines truth as conformity to fact or reality it is the exact accordance with that which is or has been or shall be i love that part of the definition because it just tells me it just reminds me of one one person like just one person comes to mind and i'll tell you who that person is because we know who that person is according to hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 it says jesus christ the same yesterday and today and forever just like the definition of truth is fact and reality the same yesterday today (laughs) i mean i'm just cutting hebrews with, with the definition because that's basically jesus christ you know so now we are we're establishing that truth for us as christian is jesus christ he is our foundation he is our basis of truth and so if we say jesus is our basis of truth then moving forward it means that we conform to that exact reality like the definition says it is the fact the reality of things that happen to us just like we know from john chapter one that says you know in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and the same word was made flesh and he walked amongst men he was the light and life of men so it is that is our fact that's our reality that he's our light and our life so if we say that is who he is going back to the armor now says the first thing we need 
in our armor to even call ourselves Christians, to call ourselves soldiers for Christ. You know, like we usually say, I'm a soldier for Christ and things like that. Before we can even say that, it means that Christ has to be central in the whole of the scheme of things. So before you say, I am a Christian, are you a Christian based on the price that Christ paid upon the cross of Calvary? Are you saying you're a Christian because Christ died for you and you accept that payment and, you know, do the exchange basically and say, okay, he's taking the sins. I'm taking the righteousness because the Bible calls us the righteousness of God because of what Christ did for us. And so we're just going to jump into the four, I have about four pointers, if you will, about the essence of the belt of truth to us as Christians. Quickly, the four pointers, like I said, like I promised, the first one is, is the truth sanctifies. So more than anything, the first thing we need to understand is that the truth sanctifies. Just like I said in the book of John chapter 17, verse 17, it says, sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. So Proverbs says, buy the truth and sell it not. So now, now that you have bought the truth, what's the essence of the truth to you basically? That's what we are seeing. That that's what is captured in the book of John chapter 17, verse 17, that says, sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. So we receive the word of truth to be pure, to receive purity, because what Bible says in Psalm, it says, in iniquity has my mother conceived me. So we have already been damned, so to say, even from birth. In, in the book of Malachi chapter three, Malachi was given, you know, a description of who Jesus Christ is or who he, he, he is to be to us. And he says, he would act like a refiner and purifier of silver and will cleanse the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. It says, then they would offer the Lord a proper offering. Who would purify them? God is the one. This is like a prophetic word, but also we can understand the connotation to be that Christ is going to be the one to purify us. The Bible says that the word purifies seven times by fire, seven times. The word is purified seven times by fire. And so it's not just only him. He is the one who has now come to ensure that we stay sanctified, to ensure that we stay purified. And that is the essence of Christ as a fundamental basis, you know, as adding or as, as having him on our, on our armor, as having him as a part of the armor to which we are to stand against the evil one. The second one is the truth is God's standard of justice and fairness. The first one being the truth sanctifies. The second one being it is the standard of, of justice and fairness. It is God's standard of justice and fairness. Nothing says that more than the example of Jesus Christ and the woman caught in the act of adultery. I mean, basically you'd expect him to say, hey, because the law says this, just like the Pharisees said. I mean, I understand that they were trying to tempt him, but can you imagine what fairness and justice would look like at that point? It takes the wisdom of God that comes by truth, that comes by love, to understand how to mitigate that situation. And we could see that he was fair because he looked at even the people who were accusing her and he was like, hey, you guys are as, as dirty as she is, so to say. You guys are as sinful as she is. That's why he said, whoever does not have a sin, cast the first stone. Because he could see them. He knew them. He knows them. He was, they were the reason to which he came on earth at the time. I mean, he came so that he can call those who are sinners, those who are sick to himself, so that he can heal them. And so he could tell that, hey, this woman just wanted to be forgiven. She just wanted fairness. She just wanted to be to be justified. She just wanted to be freed, you know? And Jesus Christ said, hey, where are your accusers? She said, oh, they have all but gone. And then he's like, hey, because they have gone. I mean, I have nothing against you. You are forgiven. Go and sin no more. 
that is a perfect example of justice and fairness. Even the Bible says that the foundation of her strength are what? Justice and righteousness. So you can imagine the truth basically helps us to judge fairly and not just to judge based on what we see or, or whom we see, but to judge based on love, to judge based on mercy. In describing the nature of God's system of justice and fairness, Isaiah 11 from verse 3 to 5 says, He will take delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by mere appearances or make decisions on the basis of hearsay. So he's describing who Jesus Christ is. He's describing the standard of God's system of justice and fairness. And it's just amazing to see how that goes until even verse 5. He says, justice will be like a belt around his waist. Integrity will be like a belt around his hips. So the truth is God's standard for justice and fairness. So the first one is the truth sanctifies. The second one is it is God's standard for truth, for justice and fairness. And the third is truth ensures a lasting integrity. Can you imagine a person who does not live by their word or who does not stand by what they say? I mean, it will be hard to actually work with that person. Imagine you have to do a really, you know, hectic task and um, the person you are to work with is someone who has zero integrity, who can say one thing today but do something tomorrow. It, it will make you afraid of even investing yourself, your time, your money or whatever it is you have to invest in it. But when you have the truth as a basis, you live by the truth. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. So no in between. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. If you're not going to do it, you might as well not do it. The Bible in Revelation, he was talking to the church, he said, I will that you guys were either hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. So the, the truth ensures that we have a standard to which our integrity plays to. And Proverbs chapter 12 verse 19 says something that I really love. It says, the truthful leap shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. So you can run for a moment with the lie, but always the truth is the same. It never changes. So it creates a, a, a bubble, if you will, where your integrity, even though tested, numerous times can still stand in its original size because what you have the truth the bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in, the, is in the world so you do not just live even paul was talking to the church he said you do not live only by the laws of man but know and understand that the laws of god transcend that the laws of man so you are living by a higher system a higher status a higher standard and so your your system of integrity should speak for you on that basis the bible says let the world let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works because you have an integrity to show you have you have results to show for your integrity that will glorify your father who is in heaven because of what you have done and that is just i mean to me it's interesting i love it and then finally the fourth one being truth is the standard for our inheritance i mean if christ the, the, the price of christ is the standard he says come unto me he says anyone who believes in him should not perish but have life everlasting so the spirit of truth in us that is christ in us is the hope of glory is the hope of our inheritance when we meet god and i love what i can't remember where i saw this or who said this where well, I, I watched this somewhere i believe she said the goal is not heaven the goal is god so much more than anything, much more than how you want to live, much more than what you think is the goal. 
to Christianity. God is actually the goal. Not to die and go to heaven, but die and be with God. Because the Bible says, He will be our God and we shall be His people. So the idea is continued fellowship with God. And so because we have Christ in us, we have the assurance that we can stand before Him blameless. Because the Bible says that He will present us to Himself again blameless. So the whole point to the truth is that we may be blameless, that we can have purity at the center of who we are. And if you're there, you're just thinking, hey, you know what, T, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to work it out with God. I'm trying to live a good life. I'm trying to live a holy life. But, you know, sometimes I feel like I need something extra because I try to do it myself this week and then next week is just fugazi. I don't know what's going on. Well, I would like to give you that opportunity to actually meet with God but I want you to understand something that you're not just going to repeat words after me just because you think they sound right but I want you to understand that you are actually going into an agreement you're saying this is what I have come with and this is what I believe you you do for me this is what I want to do I want to reconnect I want to have fellowship with you God because I know you are for me and not against me So if you're just that person and you're saying, hey, I want to reconnect with God. I believe God is real. I believe God can help me. I believe the truth will set me free. Then you can just close your eyes if you can. And if you cannot, just repeat this words after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please accept me into the family. Accept the price that you paid upon the cross of Calvary. Father, please write my name in the book of life so that when I die, or when you come, I will reign with you and I will be with you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Satan, I cast you out and I say I am not one of you anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand that the words you have just said now, although they may just seem you know, empty, they may just seem like normal words, what is more important is your belief with them is how much you believe this words you have just mentioned or this word that you have just said because i want you to know that god has heard you and i want to officially welcome you to the family of god because it's amazing and i'm happy you have just said this but don't stop there please send me a message on instagram with the phrase saved and i will do my best to welcome you into the family of god and to share whatever everything i can to make sure you enjoy this new journey you've embarked on please do not forget that it is imperative that you grow in your christian walk and that's it from me guys this is the end of the episode my name has remained t and it is always awesome to you know to speak with you and to have communications with you because i look forward to them please do not forget to like comment share and subscribe share this with your friend if you really enjoyed it or you think it's useful for them and i can assure you they'll be grateful to you and above all this is the Olympian Helpers podcast. Until I see you in the next episode, it's cheers from me.